Well, that took all the fucking steam out of what I had. Not really. I'm sure you got some more smoke. Man, no, this shit effectively took all the fucking piss and vinegar out of everything I had. Like, this is just... This, you know how I tell you that when we talk about BCC, it's what we what we want it to be versus what it is? Yep. This is I'm having that same aha moment for just AEW in general. <laughs> they had the opportunity to they they could have had two hours of greatness. Like no one was even checking for the wrestling. But like the matches were added bonus, like especially like that last match, that Yuta match. But man, like just so many holes, so many lost fucking opportunities. Why so would you squander the opportunity to go out in front of a live crowd to hand out your decision? Because you don't know what the fuck you're doing. Because, it, okay, somebody somebody gave you the, the, the idea to say to make this clear and concise and because public speaking is a kind of a weird thing for you, let's make sure that we make this clear and concise as to not have the same fuck up you had for the last time you had to do a tournament like this. How about where the, go ahead, shit go ahead. Was convolute, that? Shit was convoluted. It had too many different stages to it. And it's like, even with this version, it's like Wardlow, nowhere to be found. Like we just can't have him involved in anything. He he is he is the male Jay Cargillberg. He could have been that without the TNT championship. He sure in the hell could have, and somebody else could have had hella shine. Right. Maybe Darby Allen, maybe Miro, anybody. You could have had Daniel Bryan with an open challenge every week for the TNT championship. You could have done anything other than what you're doing. How about this? The tournament. The tournament. Fucking. It's, it's I, a better lineup of talent. I'm not. I'm. I'm not mad at this, but just just hear this. Round one. Brian Danielson versus Hangman Page. Get him the fuck out of here. Now. Their record prior to this uh, to this tournament was page one, Danielson zero, one draw. Mm-hmm. You couldn't have told me Page was going to win this match and believe and me believe it. So now you have the ultimate 50-50 booking where you have one win, one loss, one time limit draw. So Page will probably get a title match at, at some point. After, if Brian Danielson is the pick, because you don't have Max involved, and basically this shit is completely set up to be a, a Danielson Moxley final. If Danielson goes goes ahead and claims a crown, Paige can get one of the first title shots, and then we can finally lay that shit to rest. You're, you're him taking a, him taking a first round exit. Hell, you might as well have taken the same fucking suspension the Elite took. You're, you're jumping the shark here because next week we have. I'm saying fuck the shark. Put put a harpoon in the shark. <laughs> fuck fuck your fuck your ocean. Let's just dump some let's let's fill this bitch with nuclear waste because you ain't doing shit with the water. Next week you have Danielson versus Jericho. Smoke shit I don't need to see. Darby Never. versus Sammy Guevara. Again, the winner pillar, gets mox. <laughs> pillar shit. The winner gets mox. Which we've seen Darby versus Mox already. I don't think I prefer, I prefer that their styles mesh a little better. 
I think I don't think we've seen Guevara versus Mox, but I don't need it. That's a massacre. Nor do I want to. That's a massacre. Nor do I want to. Like if Mox gets open, it's it's ugly. Everyone's gonna get open. It's a Moxley match. People bleed. And then in two weeks, you have the finals. A fucking clusterfuck. Which will end up being Danielson versus Moxley. And I'm sure they'll beat the living piss out of each other. And then Danielson should beat him halfway in the submission. And then you got a coin from Max. Yeah, and what does that whole thing mean? He just like is it the equivalent of the money in the bank? That's or is exactly it just what like- it is. He according to what he said tonight, he said, "I can cash it. I mean, I can I can use this for a world title match whenever I want." Okay, well that's a cool caveat to put on it. I just you know. I, we we they, we had we had, a, we had this walking forward. Now we're walking backwards. They they just they never cease to amaze me with how far away from the goal they can get at one point. Okay, like okay, you have. Okay. Uh, let's let's, right. let's pull the goalpost back even more. What I, what is one of the most watched segments not named Punk? MJF. Well, he's been gone for three months, so let's take him out the picture. Give me another one. They're all pretty much par for the course, so if you have one in mind, you might want to let me know. Caster. Uh, I guess by default. You you don't you may not agree with it, but everybody loves the acclaim. Suck me on that too. I'm not. Ugh, pause. Look, nah, <laughs> look, cause I'm look. I'm not finna keep. I, this is the energy I'm not going with. Like, look. Sometimes the shit is good. Sometimes it's not. Everybody does not love the acclaimed every time you see them. Cause sometimes, like tonight, the whole reason you want to see the acclaimed at all was, was because Mike's had, Max had, was gonna have a live mic, and you didn't give him. You didn't give the people what they wanted. And I get it. It's the whole like we're gonna create heat for Swerve by stopping the whatever. Da 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 da. I didn't need to hear Bowen speak. Okay. I didn't need to hear Billy Gunn speak. I'll, there was one person who I need to hear speak, even if they didn't rap. I'll, I'll do you one better than that. If you're going to interrupt with Swerve and he has a world tag team title belt on his shoulder, where the fuck is his tag team partner? He's in the back with a speech coach. <sighs> Again, like I said, you just you threw sh- Here it is. Here's what here's what the glaring shit is about this whole episode we just watched. It's the fact that you had something planned coming out of all out. First of all, I'm sorry. Let me let me stop you real quick. Not just something planned, something that is legitimately over 48 hours in the making. And this is how you fumble the bag. The nerve of you. I'm just saying you had a plan. You obviously going into Sunday, you had a plan that would take place and jump off on the following Wednesday. Obviously, due to circumstances beyond your control, Kanos, you had to pivot. Mm. Audible. As we have seen, pivot, audible, make a substitution, any of that shit. Whichever phrase works best for you. What we have said on numerous occasions is that the booking is nowhere near as good as you know that other guy that writes for that other place would lead you to believe and gives you awards for so given the opportunity to prove everybody wrong that you can just bake a cake from scratch 
And you and go, and, bitch. And you go get and you go, go go get a box and actually read the directions. You got a box, read the directions, and still stomp near the stove before that bitch was For, done. Forgot the fucking egg. Just I, <laughs> I don't know what you want me to say. Like what what part of this am I supposed to argue up and be like, no, it's okay. No, it's such and such's fault. Like, no. Either either you have the Either you have all the groceries and don't know how to cook dinner or the cupboard's bare and we just got to sit through it until you figure it out. Like this company and this show is only as good as the motherfucker who's in front of the camera at that particular time. That means when it's MJF, shit is fucking phenomenal. When it's Orange Cassidy, it's mid. MJF came out twice on Sunday's pay-per-view didn't say shit with a live mic. How does that get more positive reaction than this uh, this this whole day worth of hype for an announcement to vacate titles? Because people care about when MJF speaks. He invokes emotion. The only thing that made people emotional about this title vac- being vacant is the person who vacated it and the reason he had to. Or reasons he had to. So let's talk about the reasons. Okay. Reasons. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> fuck around the reasons that. Man, listen. <laughs> ain't nobody finna silence me. <laughs> you you wanted smoke for this episode? You, so you, I'm, okay, you. I'm finna reach down into my bag and I'm gonna find all the smoke I got left. Cause dynamite damn near took all of that shit and blew it out through the air vent. The one, you know, the one right above the stove you press on the microwave. The exhaust. Yes. This shit is fucking ridiculous. Like, how many opportunities? How many opportunities do you have to have to steal the show before you do some crazy shit? We, but go ahead. Go there, ahead. There, 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 so let's let's start with this pay per view. We did. Yeah, you know, my, yeah. Let's get the recap out of the way. Let's we did. First. We, we did. You know who ain't gonna win, and, and didn't shit. realize. Yeah, we wasn't gonna win at the end of this shit. Number one. <laughs> oh my god, we almost didn't buy this bitch too. <laughs> we literally waited until the eleventh hour and the forty-fifth minute to say, you know what? <laughs> Fuck for, it, we for, gonna buy for, it for the business. For the business. Yeah, yeah. Because we try. We trying to. We're trying to be not be those other guys. That just talk a bunch of shit about the shit they watch, but you never invest in it, so you really don't have a voice towards it. Boy. Like, no, we don't put, pardon the phrase, we don't put money on the wood. Pause. <laughs> Money's been put on the table. Sla- slap, so slapped you, it on the table. So so a, a phrase that I have recently heard, and I thought it was the coolest shit. One of, part one of the phrase I had already known. Didn't hear the other half until a couple days ago. Dig these blues until the jazz kicks in. <laughs> Dig these blues, I've been known. I had never heard anybody really put it together till the jazz kick in. So I'm like, okay, I fucks with that. So yeah, all of that. Now what you want to do about this? That, what you want to do about this guy for sake of pay-per-view? We did, you know who ain't going to win for, I believe at the time was 10 matches, maybe 11. And we end up with a pre-show that had three. So we had a total of 14 matches. Mm-hmm. On a four-hour pay-per-view, not including the pre-show, including the pre-show, five hours. Jesus, that's a lot. Even what was it, WrestleMania 33? That was like a power trip for us to get through. 
Like, I mean, shit, 32 was a power trip to get through, but 33 was god-awful. No, I was... No, no, no. The one you're thinking about is 35, where people were outside of New York for an extra three hours after the show was in. Oh, 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 oh. There's that one, too. I was talking about... So, Tampa was 33, right? Yeah, Tampa was 33. That one was eight hours long, too. I mean, shit. You know, you had to get Goldberg to the ring and back without him falling apart. (laughs) You asked for smoke. This is what you got. So at any rate, we the, the best. I mean, Ishii versus uh, Kingpin, great shit, mm-hmm. great mm-hmm. shit. Everything uh, we expected. Yeah, it, it I, did, was, I did. I did not expect uh, uh, Eddie Kingston to have his f- f- full hair grown in. It's like, what? What the fuck is going on here? You running from the law? Just and not even shaved. Like he looked. He looked like he was fresh off a bender. And I'm not saying that he was <laughs> or wasn't. I'm just saying that's how he looked, and you you should do better than that in, on a pay per view, or so you would think. Unless there was something. It's, it's fucking Eddie Kingston. It fits the. It fits everything. It fits like, everything. He grows his yep. hair out, or whether he has the Caesar. Like, and considering my comments on my running from the laws, considering what happened later in the night, I wasn't that far off. Um, Christian Cage versus uh, Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Injury bug is bitten again. First of it's, all, Christian Cage should not have had a match on the main card if his arm was that banged up. So what do you do? You play the perennial Big Show, and I do mean Big Show, not Paul White, with uh, Luchasaurus. Turn him heel on Jack Perry for a second time and give him the most god-awful powerbomb on, onto international objects I have ever seen. This man was landed onto the pyro grate in the back of the stage and left with grill marks on his back. He got barbecued and fricasseed before the match even started. And they cooked his character in the process because you you realize by doing this, he looks like the dumbest motherfucker ever, right? This will be your day one partner who had already kind of tricked off and was hanging out with Christian Cage and then all of a sudden with no explanation no nothing uh, just steps aside so you can get your lick back <laughs> like what <laughs> and then comes out when it's time for you to act, finally have your match that you've asked for for like three weeks after the fact and then he just turns on you and you you didn't see this shit coming you just neutered this dude in front of everybody he looks like a fucking moron, and he cut he cut a, a an above average pro pre tape promo on Dynamite, and and said what a lot of people had thought. It's like, look, I've been carrying you with my namesake this whole time, you know. Yeah, great line. First of all, Nobody hold on, hold, hold on, hold on. First of all, let's talk about the fact that this gruesome real life power bomb happened. Like there, there's you can't you can't make up that shit. I don't care how much. No, no, no. It's not gruesome or real life. This is theater. Okay, but you can't make up those grill marks. It's theater, though. Theater so much to the fact that this man showed up and cut a promo in the greatest of health. And I'm talking about Jack Perry. It's theater. Bruh. <laughs> it's fucking theater. No, none of this is real. No, nobody, Nobody's actually hurting themselves. No one's getting injured. No one's having spinal fusions. No one's getting kicked in the face. No one's getting black eyes. No one's getting swollen, broken noses. No one's getting displaced kneecaps. It's theater. Why are we having pro, uh, pandemic logic in front of 16,000 people and co- close to a million worldwide on pay-per-view? 
It's a com it's community theater. No one's actually doing anything to anyone, and we hug at the end of this. And of course, it's in front of his mom and his sister, so there's that. Um, I don't I don't even know what where where else did we go? We already yeah, knew, just, we already just knew, do the, just do the recap. All right, we are we are we already knew what was going to happen with the uh, with with the Shalit and. Uh, the uh, you stepped you stepped on my thunder. I don't think we had debuted that. Till I, I'm sorry. Day. I'm sorry. And and the uh, and Hangman Page with the uh, with the dark odor, which they <laughs> hell, hell of a match. But goddamn, like really more theater, theater and gymnastics. And and I, I will say it to my dying days. Quit quit saying fuck the rules just because of who you are. No no no. What it is, I figured it out. They don't call these six-man tag matches because you would actually then have to tag. These are trios matches, which uh, takes takes from the Mexican style where you don't have to tag to get in and, out, in and out of the ring. Lucha Tornado rules, basically. Yes. I, I, now, that much, I was like, okay, this is the caveat. So this is how they can get away with that shit. Like it, to, to us watching it, we're like, Jesus. Especially when you, you watch the pay-per-view and... Top guy business, Wardlow and and, uh, and FTR worked a phenomenal six man tag match with the Motor City Machine Guns and Jay Lethal. Outstanding. That's a six man tag That's, match. That was like, a six a, man tag. Yes, you're absolutely. Adult wrestling happened after that. Yeah. The match before that was a trios match, and that was like you know remember, remember watching um, Royal Rumble '97. And in the middle of the pay-per-view, for no no advertised reason, you had a six a, <laughs> a six-man tag luchador match in the middle of the pay-per-view. Yep. No one's tagging. People are just going to the floor. Somebody else jump in, and you had never seen any shit like that ever before. Especially in WWE. Right, because this is like '97. So me being like a teenager in this time, I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? Luckily, I you know you can flip a couple channels. You got Telemundo here. You you'll catch wrestling on a Sunday. You'll see what's going on. You've seen it before, just not in this environment. They have taken that formula and said, "Fuck it, we're gonna do every match like this because that means now we can do all these video game moves and there's no count. There's no there's no story, no strategy with the shit. It's just video game moves. Let, um, and to it to your credit, another six man tag match that was off the fucking charts: Darby Allen, Sting, and Miro versus House of Black. Well, look at there. More fucking wrestling. An actual six-man tag match. Um, and apparently toodaloo to Malachi Black. Malachi so Black, it's been real. Whatever we discussed last week, it worked. <laughs> so um, where do we send the invoice? That's uh, my question. Like, who do I send the invoice to? Tommy N, Malachi Black, or Aleister Black? Who's, who's paying this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna give you that. <laughs> just, yeah, just a little, yeah. it's a little flavor. That's, that's, that's just a little sauce on that. Just kiss, just kiss, yeah, <laughs> chef kiss, yeah. <laughs> on your funk head. <laughs> uh, Athena, Athena takes the L of all L's from Jay Cargillberg in what was a. <sighs> was it really the L of all L's though? It wasn't. It wasn't a great match for either of them. I don't think that's their. I don't. I okay. I don't. I, because I don't know of the positioning on the card. What was the match before this? The this uh, the trio uh, title match. Okay. What was the match after this? 
<laughs> Warlow and FTR versus Jay Lethal Motion Machines. <laughs> I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that's not their fault. More so because of the match before theirs than the one after it. But I'm gonna go out on a limb and say it's not their fault. Yeah, I'm. I don't know how much chemistry they have uh, or, or have have gotten over the last few weeks. How do you find out? They haven't wrestled each other. I mean, like not, they, not they, on they TV. Kept, they kept, they, they did, like you know what I'm saying, like you might be practicing, of course, you know, just trying to get a feel. But as far as in, on-screen television interaction, they haven't wrestled each other. They they did what most times people do. You keep them separate until the pay-per-view. And mind you, sty- I, styles make fights. Jay Cargill is more grounded. Athena, for her, for her short, thick stature, has a very high-powered aerial assault. And I don't know of anyone as inexperienced. So that we don't. <laughs> would you say thick experienced? What? I don't know of anyone as inexperienced as Jay Cargill was ready oh, for that. And I know I didn't say thick experienced, jackass. <laughs> no, that, no, that's a good phrase to coin. But we're we're not going to say short and thick stature. We're just going to call her STS from now on. <laughs> I feel like short, thick stature <laughs> might get us canceled. Secondly, um, yeah. If you, you you haven't wrestled each other, you have someone who I guess technically, especially for this match, you can call her Green. Shout out to She Hulk. Um, yeah, she came through with that. She has less than fifty matches. Period. Thirty-seven and zero. The road to one seventy-five continues. Continues, but she's got less than fifty matches. So anybody that she gets in the ring with, whether it be Serena Deeb, whether it be Athena, whether it be fucking May Young, whether whether it fucking be Lita. Trish Stratus, Bull Nakano, Austin Kong. She, there's a learning curve involved. She's still growing and maturing, which is why you don't need to cut the legs out from under her anytime soon until you have a plan. Um, Athena, Athena will bounce back. Hell, Athena would be a great AEW Women's Champion right now. I don't know what the fuck we were. We'll get bruh, to that. Go bruh, ahead, keep going. Bruh, bruh. Oh, why, why, why? She, she they, Hulk with the victory. She Hulk with the victory. Jay Cargillberg, 37 and 0, put a pin in Athena in STS because, per, absolutely perfect analogy. I had her save for, I was going to bring her up for a different reason, but I mean, for the same reason that you just brought up, but I'll come back to that. Uh, All right. Ridiculously, AKA Strictly Business, AKA Swerve Not Glory, mm-hmm. uh, defeat the acclaimed in a barn burner. Of a match, the second longest match of the night, by the way. How do you feel about the outcome of this match? Do not care. Mm. Mm. In, in in terms of like, did I want to see uh, strictly business lose versus the acclaimed win? I didn't have a dog. I'd have an iron in the fire, not a dog in the fight. Facts. Okay, I'll take that. So I I just I, thought. I, 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 I understand the reason you would crown the acclaim because Max Caster is over. Not because the entire act is over. Because Max Caster... Titles on Max Caster means TV time. And TV time for Max Caster probably means ratings. I think... And, you know, go ahead. Go ahead. Like, you're in this situation and you're battling for ratings. Which ratings... The fact that you're battling for ratings on an expiring television contract is a huge reason as to that will play into something we discuss a little bit later. But for right now, I understand why you would want the acclaim as champions. Doesn't mean I need it. Especially I'm, this whole new weird situation with Billy Gunn. Like it just seems forced as fuck. And that's a horrible thing to reference when you're talking about the acclaim and some shit you might know from somewhere else. <laughs> Honestly, I think that um 
I think this was the right decision for them to win. But for them to go into the press conference after or the media scrum afterwards and call it by its proper name and have Tony Khan pander to run it back in two weeks and then announce it officially. And, and actually, I don't know if he even pandered more so than the, uh, the whoever was in, in the, uh, the, the press group. But this reeks of because we didn't do it at the pay-per-view, we got to do it at Arthur Ashe Stadium. It's like we gave you we do we're doing shit the opposite way. We'll give you the sampler on the pay-per-view and make you come back to watch the, the actual main course on TV because we want the ratings pop. These are the type of things that you do when the, the the person that's defeated, in this case the acclaim, are duped out of a victory. This was a clean win. There was there was there's also the, the premise that who in the blue fuck gets a rematch for a match that they lost simply clean. Sim- sim- clean simply because the crowd loves you. How about this? Back of the fucking line. Who and that's exactly what Swerve said during the during the media scrum, which I completely agree with. And he and he even went a step further. It's like this is, you know, you might see a great match uh, if don't nobody get hurt. <laughs> which he he put he put a little he put a little um, extra spicy sprinkle fuck dust on top of his chicken. Then he boil, like, boiled, painted, and hid an Easter egg when he said, "If this happens, somebody's getting hurt." Good. I like it. Got, I, I got a, hear it. Got a feeling. Even if I the was, even if the acclaim wins in in, uh, in New York. Anthony Bowens might be going back into a wheelchair. I mean, I, I'm not gonna be sad about it. I, I will be if it's real. <laughs> now, if it's if it's real, I don't want to see anybody going in a wheelchair. That's what unless, that's what I'm afraid of. Until I've been provoked, I don't want to see anybody in a wheelchair. Now, once I've been provoked, all bets are off. But I, I've never met any of the people involved in this particular situation, so I don't want to see anybody actually in a wheelchair. But do I want to see somebody get their ass kicked? Absolutely, I do. Powerhouse Hobbs, Ricky Starks. What did I tell you? I told you this was going to happen exactly like this. Powerhouse Hobbs just decimates Ricky Starks. And that's what he was supposed to do. And I'm happy for Rick, for, for Powerhouse Hobbs. Mm-hmm. Or, or as I like to call him now, Hacksaw Hobbs. But, Either or. But Hacksaw Hobbs has n- nowhere to go but up from here. He has a date with Wardlow, I'm sure. But, I would have loved. I would have loved that and hit Hobbs in a, in a tournament. Like, I understand you're trying to burn the candle with all of these names that you have, but considering how things have gone recently, are you gonna keep burning the candle at both ends, trying to get the most out of these names while still putting your thumb on top of this volcano of talent you have? The re- the re- and the reason why people like Hobbs, Starks, um, Kingpin. Um, Darby the reason why people like that aren't in this tournament is because this is a tournament of champions that doesn't make it any better see that that's it doesn't it doesn't this is the shit from the last well, time well I'm sorry because Darby's actually in it and so is Sammy Guevara which is absolutely crazy when you consider the uh, the, the amount of the size pause that's in the rest of the, uh, the rest of the talent pool <laughs> That's why you have those uh, those fine prints under each name explaining what type of champion they are. Sammy Guevara, three-time TNT champion. 
uh, Darby Allen, longest reigning TNT champion. And, and then they just start counting world title reigns, whether they're in this company or not, for some of the other people. And Sammy getting married lost a lot of people. I understand, like you, you want to do it, do what you're doing for love, but bring. You didn't that- do the wedding on TV. That's where you fucked up. Number you didn't number one. Number one, you didn't do the wedding on TV, especially going into being a full-blown heel. That's money. Every Bruh. time you've seen a wedding on TV with heels, it's been money. I could, I could almost write that segment right now. No prep. <laughs> I mean, hell, Macho Man was a perennial heel who turned face and then it got engaged, got married while he was already married. Look at Bruh, that logic. I would have, I would fucking have Santino Morella as the fucking officiant Bruh. and put put his co- put his Cobra sleeve in one of the boxes like SummerSlam 91. <laughs> and he has to go in one of the wedding gift boxes to get the Cobra out to put it on to I, actually officiate. I get Jake Roberts to be one of the groomsmen because he's there. <laughs> Come on, man. Get Miro to come down and say, you know what? I've been a part of one of these before. I don't like it. I don't think you should do it. I'm just saying my piece. Now I'm going to leave. The pay-per-view kicks off with Claudio Cassioli, Wheeler Yuta, same click. Penta El Cedamieto, Ray Phoenix, same click. Same click. Roosh, Andrade El Idolo, same click. Same click. Dante Martin and the Joker. Right. Solo. The match could have ended three times before the Joker even came out. When the Joker comes out, he comes in tow with a bunch of people wearing all black. And then they de- de- de-hood themselves. Ethan Page, Lee Moriarty, Colton Gunn. And I didn't see Ethan Page because I called Ethan. I oh, know you called Ethan Page, but we didn't. I didn't realize that he was uh, he was actually part of the clique. Uh, yeah, I missed him and all that. And actually, they, they come, come out before the Joker's countdown finishes. Right. And so... Stokely Hathaway climbs the, the top of the ladder, demasks himself to, to reveal that it's himself taking the, the coin down. When the countdown ends, the actual Joker comes out dressed the same way they came out and with a devil mask on. Teases a pull off and says, nah, 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 not right now. And then walks off. Not a word, not an actual word said. You know, what I actually gave it away and I didn't notice it till like the second time I watched it. What's that? The red bottoms. Well, yeah. <laughs> when I watched that back the, uh, the the next day, I did notice that, but I wasn't paying attention. But yes, anybody with 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 keen vision would have been able to see the red bottoms and automatically assume Max. See, I, see, I was trying to judge from the body mannerisms, and I'm like, yes. okay, whoever it is is going to try to act different than they would normally walking down the ramp. So I'm looking for like tells. I hadn't seen Ethan Page. And that's the only guy I also hadn't seen act on the card from Stokely Hathaway. So I'm like, okay. Skin tone, body type, approximate height, and mannerisms all reeked of Ethan Page. And I did not see Ethan Page with the the group. Right. So I'm like, okay, I think I done cracked the code. But one of of the people, one of the homies that that we take take some input from was like, no, he's he's too close to Stokely Hathaway's height. And Ethan Page is like 6'1", 6'2", or something. Right. Yep. And I'm like, you're right. And I didn't know. I don't know how tall Stokely is in real life. I know. I know he's like well, well under six feet. I know that much. Yeah, but now seeing who who the Joker was, Stokely's not a small guy. That's, that there you go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like because we because he's, he's right at six feet. Because you and I have stood next to Max. Factual. And, 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 and Max is surprisingly tall 
in, yeah, in real life. Not a little guy either. And like hit the Joker slightly taller than Stokely, but not. It's not like dwarfing type shit. So it's like, uh, maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's the camera angle. Who knows? But yeah, I mean, this was this was well done. I was impressed with this, and that goes to what I was talking about earlier. This show is as good as the person who you are looking at when you're watching it. It was, it so, was, but it was a roller coaster ride. Keep going though. Let's jump, let's jump back to the end because we went through all the matches. Oh, by the way, there was an additional pre-show match. So it was a total of 15 matches on this card, not 14. So there's four pre-show matches. Why did you need this many matches? Why? I mean, on the real, if you really wanted to get outside with it, Pac and Kip Sabian could have replaced uh, Cage and Jungle Boy. But we really, we really were shorted by not having Kingpin and EGE on the main card. Instead of doing that convoluted ass return from Luchasaurus, how about you just have said, due to circumstances beyond our control, Christian Cage has suffered an injury. He will not be able to meet uh, meet Jungle Buck Jack Perry. We're gonna take, we're gonna move this to, we'll move it to Arthur Ashe. But we, now he's gotta have surgery. So you don't know how long it's gonna be. Going but, back to the beginnings of televised combat sports, there has been a four word phrase that appears on the bottom of every advertisement for anything whether it be print or on tv and it card says hard subject, subject to change that's cool just i mean hey he's got a real injury take him off that way it gives you enough time to cook up an angle with jungle boy and luchasaurus so that a turn can be done properly to where you can have the blow off at you know grand slam riddle me this batman who does Christian Cage need to have on a mic talking for him to get heat? Uh, Jesus or Jay-Z? <laughs> Those are the only two logical answers. I will accept them. That man is a heat magnet on his own. One of the best to ever generate heat on a microphone. All by himself. He don't need shit but time in a microphone and, 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 and air. That's it. So you can that match is always gonna be hot regardless of how long it takes Christian to heal. To get Luchasaurus where you need him to be, you need more story. You need some explanation. You need someone to have put some thought into it. So maybe you could have given that assignment to Christian Cage. Christian Cage figures out a way a way for this to work to where Luchasaurus can really turn on Jungle Boy and it makes sense, and then they can have a match at Grand Slam. <laughs> Look at you. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit. We ain't ready for that yet. Uh, Chris Jericho versus Brian so Danielson. Uh, uh, there's nothing that's going to make me feel better about any of this other than a long sabbatical. Why can't he get suspended? <laughs> he done run up on some people trying to fight before in Stanford. Why he can't do that shit here? Man, he done, he done run up on some people and got duffed while sitting on the damn announce desk. <laughs> well, then, then there's that but like, I'm just saying you ran up on Lesnar looking for smoke when you thought he split uh, Randy's coconut from uh, three to six considering TK is a uh, is a fan of the industry going back as far as he was a child like you you should know better that if you are at the announce desk you are not to engage you're also not to provoke well you learned <laughs> fucked around and found out uh, for you the learned. title much. No side side note. Did you see him at the media scrum? Like really, like what I've learned about Mr. Irvine. Even though it's so fucking ugly, obvious when he does it, 
he is a puppet master when he it comes is to masterful staying, boy <laughs> staying in tony khan's hip pocket <laughs> that dude if, if he's still at the top of the aew food chain he proves why he is at media's oh, run master politician oh now, that, listen now, hold now, on the politicking that's some shit i can respect with the whole you know political status i live this I watched him politic his way through his entire interview during the media scrum, telling him, hey, that's why we try to tell the talent, maybe not go too far with these privileges that we have. Like, dude, you're the one who said shit 13 weeks in a row. Sadly. <laughs> Sadly. You're, the wi- you're the wizard. You were throwing fireballs. You said shit every other promo for 13 straight weeks. Everything that you're talking about, the network wants us to tone down on happened on your watch it was shit you were doing sadly he's he's a aew taker backstage let you tell it B- uh, shit F- who who else who's the locker room leader back there i w- look i won't do that yet you just tried to walk me into a trap i'm not you're gonna walk me into a bear <laughs> I, trap i know i know i know how you feel i promise you i do but that's not going to take away the fact that Kenny Omega's your locker room leader. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh. Uh, since you're gonna since you're gonna try to make me give you one. Who who led the Rob Rob meeting at the last talent summit? Listen, I I think. Yeah, yeah. I I then. If I'm in, if I'm in that locker room, I'm flossing my teeth the long way. Please break that down, cause oh my God, so, I had not heard anything that slick in quite some time. How do how exactly do you floss your teeth the long way? You measure from your fingertip to the inside of your elbow, and you wrap around both index fingers, and you go between all of them pearly thirty twos. If you got them all, one by one, you don't use none of that toothpick shit with the little the one the one inch string in the middle. Nah, 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 you. You you work you work that shit. You get all the tartar between. You do that shit the same way your dentist does during cleaning. I'm flossing my teeth the long way. That boy say I'm flossing my teeth the long way on this bullshit. Shit, we got hygiene. Look. We got hygiene too in the Broken Pencil Booking Company uh, Pro Wrestling Podcast Radio Show infused with hip hop and uh, and dental tips. Look, you <laughs> can you cannot you cannot. Get in front of a group of people at a talent summit and try to give a speech of of a fucking encouragement and fire up that roster if you're not a leader. <laughs> what, what if what if what if the speech is filled with you ain't you still ain't better than me? I don't give a fuck how you size it up. Like <laughs> I'm done listening some people, to you. <laughs> some people lead by example. <laughs> oh my god. Then you turn then you turn around on live fucking pay-per-view, wrestle a match in the middle of the fucking car and say, hey, go beat that. Hey, go beat that kid. <laughs> like your match didn't even have any rules to it. What the fuck you mean? <laughs> go beat that. It had rules. No one knows what they are. <laughs> the, the rules are we'll call it in the ring. You just do what we say. Oh man. And then your uh, your world title match, CM Punk versus John Moxley. A much longer match than what we saw on Dynamite two weeks ago. Couldn't have been shorter. It's impossible. They still had to ring the bell. That couldn't have been shorter. And then after the match is over, uh, and which what, which what you what you what you think of the match though? The the way the like, the way the match played out, it seems like it, it, it played out just like a Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns match. 
You think? The, the, just hear me out on this. All right, I'm listening. You you give both of these guys 50, 60 more pounds a piece on them? Impossible. Can't do it. Well, just mentally. Not even <laughs> mentally. Not even mentally, because one guy can't carry the weight he has on his frame, and the other guy doesn't need any more. Moxley was beating the brakes off of Punk. Punk was holding his own. Um, it was it was the perennial hometown shit that you that you had going on here. And I, I'm telling you, Chicago deserves better. They they deserve better from a hometown hero than fucking um, Curtis Montgomery. Um, okay, why are we why are we saying that Chicago deserves better? What what did Curtis Montgomery do in that match that made you say he, he deserved better? The first thing is you bladed. I don't okay. need, I don't need to see blood in this title match for for me to, for me to have emotional investment, especially when you're wearing pearly white trunks. Let's start you with that. Knew, number one, you knew when you saw him wearing all white, someone was gonna bleed. Bro, that's the rule. That's I, wrestling. That's the fucking rule. I was guaranteed it was gonna be Moxley. You couldn't have paid me enough money to say it was gonna be Punk and not and Moxley and not that, bleed at all. And that's the swerve. <laughs> that's storytelling, my friend. Now, the fact that, I mean, and the only reason why this even went off as well as it did was because he was in Chicago. Naturally, the the, the, the crowd being invested into the match does help out. But if all they're chanting is CM Punk and booing the shit out of Moxley, Moxley did his damn thing. Of course he did. Um, but, okay, okay, every year that they have All Out, where is it? Chicago. Okay. So, if you're doing one pay-per-view a year, guaranteed, in Chicago, you do couple different arena spot shows where chicago. chicago it'd be safe to say that chicago is one if not your top priority in terms of show revenue what i did not know until the media scrum is that that's tony khan's hometown and then there's that. i did not so, know that he was also an alumni of the university of illinois which is like two and a half hours south of chicago I had no idea so tony khan's from chicago Graduated from the University of Illinois, love Chicago sports, love Chicago wrestling. He, he loves Chicago. Period. Period. He loves fucking Chicago. Which is part, which is part of the reason he's he's a, he's made marked out for Punk. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, not marked out, dropped out for Punk. Let's say he dropped no, out for. Punk. I mean, call it what it is. Like he went and got his favorite wrestler from Chicago. If that if there had been another guy who was more famous, who was you know very much. You know, in the same vein of Punk, but more famous and, and would produce at a higher clip, he would have got him. But Punk is Chicago. When you think of wrestlers from Chicago, that's the guy. Him, and then what is it? Lex Luger, then the Road Warriors. Ro- no, Ro- Road Warriors, they were billed from Chicago. They're from Minneapolis. Where's it, Luger from originally? L- Luger, I believe, only played for the Bears. I don't. But, not, but, he, but he, they, but from, they he, build him from Chicago, they, they Illinois. Bu- they build him from Chicago because he played for the Bears. But he's a New Yorker. And then there's that. Um. So he's the only one who's homegrown. He didn't. He didn't. He grew in. He didn't flew in. He, even <laughs> people don't give this man enough credit. Even Lenny Poffo lived in Downers Grove. That's well, where he represented. <laughs> We ain't paying Lanny Poffo to, to get us a million views, a million a million viewers on television and over a million pay-per-view buys. We're not doing that with Lanny Poffo. This is we are doing that. We are doing that with Citrus Mango. <laughs> Lights go black. Here comes a voicemail with obviously Tony Khan's voice. 
mm-hmm. begging for a one-off. Well played. With terms, this whole thing, shit was a work all the time. With terms, and and you and I went back and forth for an entire episode, only to land on work. We had two options with on the spinning wheel. We had work or shoot, and we mm-hmm. we both landed on work. You know what, Suave? We're right to the pay window. Good for us. You think we know what the fuck we're talking about, huh? Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Look, in in the in the times where we're not getting, you know, getting info like flown in, or we're not, you know, tapping on the shoulder of some people that we know that can answer a real question or two, sometimes we use this thing called deductive reasoning and common sense. When you merge the two, deductive reasoning and common sense, when you're looking at a situation devoid of emotion a lot of times this shit will just it'll figure itself out and it'll tell you the answer before you even see it if you haven't figured this out in 182 fucking episodes and a few best ofs tournaments and uh, sidebar conversation that we've had we have a fair amount of people on the inside a fair amount of people more, more than a fair amount of people who are actual fans and we disseminate the information that we want how we want to deliver it based on how we want to digest it henceforth you get the end result which is these conversations the broken pencil book company pros and podcast and radio show infused with hip-hop i am we wood. Have people out we have people outside <laughs> and up in this bitch simultaneously you stay classy on the internet i'm smoke burgundy um the boy no, no, no. i'm suave burgundy because somebody will fuck around and, and say oh he changes shut the fuck, fuck. up <laughs> fucking uh mac mac shows up don't say shit it is beautiful he, he he takes the mask off with his back turned you see his head you knew it was max but if you, oh we, we saw the drop fade <laughs> but the if you tail drop fade you knew it was up. but if you didn't know the burberry scarf was a dead giveaway right right facts because if he if he didn't have the v in the back you could have thought with the drop fade it might have been ethan page depending on how you light it yeah now let's let's keep it let's keep it pushing because first of all we know ethan page ain't shutting down no fucking pay-per-view you can kiss my ass on that thought (laughs) i mean if you if you actually put the fucking look no i won't say that if you invest the fucking time into him that you have invested in other people i guarantee if you give ethan page the same push you just finished giving daniel garcia he'll be 10 times the the star he is then than he is now because ethan page can talk ethan page can wrestle Ethan Page looks like a grown-up. Do you think that that would have worked, like even with the way Ethan Page has been booked since, say, April? Like if you if he would have gotten the chip and walked out and not said shit, you do you think that would have been pulled off Sunday? He would have had to say something. Walk yeah, out there, there, there you go. There you go. Like he's he's gonna have to put the icing on the cake. But what I'm saying is, if you put him in that position, I think he can carry his water. I I agree wholeheartedly. I think he's a stud in the making, and I really think that he should he deserves a chance. Meanwhile, speaking of which, where the fuck is Scorpio Sky? Did he so he's growing off the bone. Listen, I'm actually counting talent that showed up on this card, not named Scorpio Sky. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, 40, 42, 43, 
45, 46, 47, 48, 49, 51, 2, 3, 4, 55, 56, 7, 8, 9, 61, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 71, 2, 3. 73 people, not including referees, had had at TV time not named Scorpio Sky. And then there's that. That is a motherfucking shame. He real. I'm hoping. I don't, and I don't hope injury on anyone, but he has to be like extensively hurt. Otherwise, this is just disrespectful. You're, He's the first person that needs to be handed a card as soon as he gets back from Stokely, Stokely Hathaway. Your first that puts him back in the same position he was already in. Your first black athlete signed to AEW. Your first black champion in AEW. The first Shut person up. to hold a tag team title and the TBS well, TNT title in AEW. Your first black TNT champion. Like he's literally one, or now with the with the all uh, all Atlantic Championship there, two belts away from holding every belt that AEW's had, and there's only I think he's the only person that comes close to that besides Mox. Well, now he's just the answer to a bunch of useless trivia questions. Oh, and I'm sorry. Add one more because Joe popped up. So seventy what seventy three, seventy four. I don't know. Either either way, over seventy people, seventy talent showed up, and none of them named Scorpio Sky. I don't. I just yeah, media scrum, scrum, scrum it. The media scrum kicks off with Punk eating some pastries from a bakery, which I don't know if they're okay with him saying their name. I really hope for their benefit that they're getting some some shine and some business out of this. But who, after. Who doesn't want free publicity? Why would they be mad with him saying their name? Well, it depends on it depends on the type of business that they're running. I mean, they're in business to make money, right? Sure. So if you're in business to make money and the most famous person at the event that's happening is eating your product and remarking about how good it is, what's the problem? I personally don't, you know me, negative press is the best form of free advertisement, but you know, there, there are some businesses that beg to differ. I, I mean, you you can't be in control of anything that's said before or after, but if the things said about your product are good, that's what you run with. To quote the great Lauren Hill, I add a other, I add, uh, I add a motherfucker so you ignorant hear me. Say that in church. Send me people show up to your congregation the following week. <laughs> you mean like me when they say I yelled out "fuck the devil"? I thought we all hated this motherfucker. <laughs> I thought I thought we was all on the same page. <laughs> you just didn't. You just didn't like the way I expressed myself. See, that's perfect for what we finna talk about. We're all on the same page here. We're all saying the things that need to be said. You just don't like the words I used. You don't like the devil. You want me to step on the devil's head or whatever other cute little colloquialism y'all make for how we're not supposed to fool with him. Shake the devil off. I just say, fuck him. And now I'm the bad guy. Ooh, shake the devil off. Shake the <laughs> No, no, no. What you won't do to Quint Black is, is no. That's what you won't do. That, that's what you will not do. Not on today, not up in here. Because, bitch. Texas. Texas. <laughs> South Dallas, Texas at that. I, I, you will not sully the good name of Quint Black or any of his production Shake exploits. Him, us oh my God. <laughs> nope. So, 
some some, some jagoff decides he wants to poke the bear and brings up Cole Cabana's name in his media scrum. And the whole scrum kicks off with a big fuck you to Cole Cabana. I mean, look, y'all have had every opportunity to let people defame me and let other people who have no business bringing my name up at all be complicit in the defamation of my name. So now when it's my turn to speak on it and I decide I want to bring clarity to an issue, you don't have any control over how I do it, the level of vitriol I do it with, and how long I take to effectively communicate that point. If you, you started this shit and I sit here and watch, watch me work. If you don't want someone to eat off of the mention of somebody of your adversary's name, the last thing you should be doing is engaging in multiple extended conversation or sorry multiple extended monologues about said defamed person moving forward talking to the person that who writes your checks who is one of your biggest fans who's sitting right next to you and referring to his executive vice president council as pricks and talking about the fact how he hates having that work with pricks on uh, in front of guests you done wiped your feet on the table that serves the food <sighs> again am i am i am i attacking these evps unprovoked or am i responding to what I feel or what I've been, you know, made to believe a personal slights. It, it's one thing, see, and that's the shit. We're in a generation of people who love to ignore the, the slap that led to the gunshots. You threw a rock in my window. I unloaded a clip at your car. I'm the bad guy because I took it to the extreme and I killed Lance with a sledgehammer. <laughs> <laughs> point point game. Being, I was, you know what I'm saying. Point being, I was minding my motherfucking business before I had to pull that clip out. So if if everyone would just leave me to my own devices, stop stop needling me about shit that I don't want to be needled about. You won't have to hear anything about what I think about this person, that person. I won't have to pull the covers back and expose this motherfucker for what they are. I won't have to incinerate this person here. I won't have to walk these motherfuckers down. Because look, this whole EVP shit, this ain't the first time that somebody done had to say something about these EVPs. Nope. This shit started with Cody. He just decided to leave amicably because he already had a bag. He had a bag when he got there and had a bag planned when he left. Same thing with CM Punk. Anytime you get across a motherfucker who has enough money not to give a fuck what you think and will actually respond to the bullshit that you do and cook you when they do it, they seem to have problems. Exasperated by the fact that a fourth person, not an EVP, but part of this circle has been constantly provoking this man, even on camera. Mm. So you went into your business, went into business for yourself on camera. Then did an interview and it doubled fell, and down it, on it, that it, same point. Hold, hold on, back, let's back up. Let's back up because I was I, I was prepared to drop audio, and we then I realized it. I'm not giving these motherfuckers that much airtime. I deserve what? more airtime than this shit does. Facts. So 
this man said, and I'm going to paraphrase because you, you, I had to ask you when this, 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 the promo I was talking about took place, and I remember it very well. The mm-hmm. problem was it fell flat even on me. So this yep. was supposed to be like the the slug that that set everything off, and to 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 even further my point. The Hangman Page in a confrontation with uh, with CM Punk, with Tony Schiavone, uh, moderating for lack of a better term, Schiavone. Prior prior to Double or Nothing, this man Adam Page made reference to workers' rights, and then CM Punk made mention of you're you're talking in circles, and I don't know what you're talking about. If you need that- to say something, you need to say it. Right, that was him trying to circle the promo back to what was originally planned to set up the match for fucking double or nothing. Hangman Adam Page decided to have a fucking come to Jesus meeting in the ring and and he was going to say or half-ass say what he wanted to say but not really say it, but say it enough so Punk knows what you're talking about but nobody else. So now it's like one big convoluted fuck up and the promo fell apart. Then he had to try to recenter. Like, like there's only certain people that can pull that off and even still you need to have enough context for the people to be like oh shit so at least if they're talking wink wink nudge nudge nobody knew at that point nobody knew nobody Cabana knew was shit. being moved to fucking ring of honor cause he, no one gave a fuck what, what Cole Cabana was doing six months before that mind you that's why this shit don't matter mind you that gives our, uh, our, our story about ring of honor far more credence because at the time, the company wasn't technically even owned by Tony Khan. You can't start appointing people to work for a company you don't own yet. But yet, a company that no longer exists. It, it te- like at that point, if 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 the, original- the, mo- the more we talk about this shit out loud, the dumber it gets. It's- it gets even dumber. So uh, uh, yeah, so I'm done with that. So but but, but the name on the check for Cole Cabana is still the same, right? It doesn't change from Khan. No, nope. still Tony still, Khan writing the check. Still, regardless if it says Ring of Honor at the top or All Elite Wrestling, it's still Tony Khan signing the fucking check. So who got fired because of CM Punk? Nobody. So what workers' rights are we fucking discussing? It just means I'd rather not be in the same room with that person. If anything, that's just a request, if, and it can be met with a yes or a no. If anything. A forty-plus-year-old man still working in the industry as an executive now got a promotion off the back of CM Punk. Bing! <laughs> Thank you again. <laughs> I've yet again taken care of the Colton household. <laughs> like essentially, that's what he did. Is like, look, you want me here? I don't I'll want ta- him here. The, I don't want him here. Or even if I just look. I would like it better if he's not here. I'm bringing all these ratings. I'm doing all this other shit. I'm trying to help, you know, be a team player. I'd just rather not be around this guy. We have some really bad blood. And and for a better work relationship, better work environment for all parties involved, I don't think we should spend that much time around each other. That's maturity. Keep keep that, it, go, keep it going. That's fucking maturity. Keep it going, though. Go. We, go, we double back through this same weave. So we go from... Cole Cabana to the EVPs to the match to Max, which he dances around Max. Back, Max doesn't work. Back, back to the EVPs, back to Cole. That's the scrum for CM Punk. I got to get this shit off my chest. Like y'all done brought it out here. You done put it out here. Like I done got this man fucked up, or like I got this man in some some peril situation. Like no, he's a fucking executive in Ring of Honor now. Well, Same company that the guy sitting next to me owns. It's not like he went 
from here to fucking impact. He, same fucking building. We just don't fuck with each other. Dirty. Well, I don't fuck with him. Dirty, sweaty, bloody, dried blood, hands, uh, tights, face, eating the most diabetic of sweets and drinking sparkling water all during this conversation. Oh, Punk was a vegan. If if he is, he was Vegan wasn't, treats. He, they, they better be vegan treats because otherwise we're, we're looking at somebody who's actually a vegetarian and there's a we difference call, for a vegan. We're we gonna call the police on him? Fuck no. Well, apparently everybody <laughs> else getting it, getting it in their ass to call the police on somebody when shit don't go their way. What are you talking about, Suave? Uh, keep going. <laughs> so uh let's see scrum uh we have punk we have uh swerve and, and keith lee which they basically they basically all but laid the blueprints for this rematch is about to happen where they're gonna lose their damn belts which is unfortunate so, so you do you do remember all these uh post dynamite promos we were playing from kenny the last two three weeks or whatever yes where it would be like it'd be halfway mixed up a shoot on will osprey which will osprey was about to come unglued and, and unhinge what was left of kenny's jaw and shoulder and then there's all there's all these other little small slugs being shot that don't really seem like they fit Osprey, but they fit some people in the company. Mm-hmm. Yeah, con- con- consider considering how many people I just named off, like I'd probably say ten percent of who I named off could have been victims of of those shots that were fired. Uh, did you mention FTR and or CM Punk? I did Good. not. Cause that's a hundred percent of who I'm talking about. No, I, that's what I'm saying. But like, but I'm saying in 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 the the whole dichotomy of the people that I named off, FTR, NCM Punk are all in part of this. Now, mind you, FTR went on TV basically asking for another match because that's what the fans want. That's what they want. They wanted to get decorated, which at the time they were uh, the, the the Young Bucks, the Block Controls were the uh, the. AEW World Tag Team Champions prior to losing to uh, Ridiculous Lee, aka mm-hmm. Strictly Business, mm-hmm. and they got poo pooed as if they didn't even matter. Mind you, they're draped in gold. They got more drip than West Side Gun, and that's saying something. Boom, 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 boom. Who came in and showed the fuck out for Daniel Garcia? By the way, hometown love right there for real. Uh, the half of that arena was scared to fucking death, and the other half was wearing red in the front row. But anyway. <laughs> You saw a whole bunch of gold, a whole bunch of hoodies, motherfucking teeth, platinum and diamonds, diamonds and jewelry, and motherfuckers just reciting rap lyrics with their phones out. For us, it was like, it was the glory. It was glorious. For a whole bunch of other people, they are like, oh, shit. Do we leave or do we stay? Right. Do we we leave or do we run? But Buffalo is one of those active cities, so the, the locals are probably used to seeing these cats on, on every corner, not just their corner. Nah, not 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 in that setting. Like the people, the people that are in that arena to watch AEW that have no idea of who Griselda is and have no idea who West Side Gun is, they are leaving with a memory that will be etched in their brains forever. I really they hope have they're doing. Never their, seen anything like that. I really hope they're doing their Googles. I doubt it. I think they're trying to stay as far away from the internet as possible on this. Daniel oh. Garcia may have been irreparably damaged in their eyes because of this affiliation. Now, I shut it down for the night after we after the scrum. I'm awakened 
to a barrage of text messages from you on Monday. Mm-hmm. Please enlighten the people on, on this text thread. So, apparently, allegedly, uh, apparently, allegedly, as so described by many uh, wrestling media journalists over the last, uh, let's say, 48 to 72 hours, as soon as CM Punk left his portion of the scrum, Tony Khan stayed put because he's, he's, you know, there are other people that have to come to the media scrum and answer questions. And Tony has to, you know, show proper love to them, give them their praises and be there to kind of field questions that they may not have the answer to. Well, apparently word of what CM Punk has said during his portion of the scrum has made its way to the to the now what we refer to as the Shilit. <laughs> and at first I oh, hold on hold on hold on before before you finish that yeah. one of the last things Punk said before he got up from the scrum was if any of them have a problem with that they can come see me in the back. Paraphrase, but yeah. So Apparently, there were people who didn't, you know, take kindly to it, so they decided to come see it. My apparently, Hangman Page was not one of those people. Which I'm kind of, I'm a little con- concerned by that. Like, did you leave once your match was over, or like, how does how did that work? Because you got name dropped really more than anybody else. <laughs> like, he, he didn't, they didn't, he didn't mention any of the Bucks. He, he mentioned EVPs. He didn't say anything specific on names. He just said EVPs, and you were able to draw who that was from EVP. He called Hangman Adam Page a dumb fuck by name. <laughs> and you didn't go. And you didn't go see about it. These scrums are the most, the most egregious. <laughs> the anyway. scrums are going to be the highlight of every pay per view from now on. Yeah, this is gold. It's definitely gold. Which is why I was like, if this is a work, this is fucking perfect. I, I swear to God, if this was a work, I was going to say, this is amazing. I'm going to clap for it. And I say, we have cracked the code on the new direction of professional wrestling. You're going to work the dirt sheets. You don't work the people in the stands. You work the people behind the laptop. If you do that, it's a whole different game now. Because they don't know what to report. So they have to report everything. And now no one knows what the fuck's going on except you <laughs> but i digress the so the one yeah go the, <laughs> the, the one the one guy getting called out by name don't go see about the smoke but the other members of the she league go see about the smoke now i'm thinking that's just kenny and the bucks but as the story materializes and, and, it, and it grows legs and starts rolling come to find out there's almost 10 people involved in this backstage altercation. Bunch of people went to going looking for Punk. Punk was in, had made it back to his locker room. A Steel is there. Apparently, A Steel's wife is there who has some sort of a leg or a foot injury. But all of a sudden, you have these are the names that I have heard that were part of this, that have been named by name Christopher Daniels, Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, Michael Nakazawa. <laughs> Brandon Cutler, <laughs> CM Punk, Ace Steel, unnamed female uh, affiliate, and Pat Buck. I, I, I want to know. I want to know where in the hell 
uh, <laughs> and I only I only call him this lovingly in this situation. Where the hell was Cyrus? Uh, was he back at the not. hotel already? Either way, he wasn't going looking for that. He might have been getting the car ready, or he might have been, you know, getting a restaurant together. Or I don't expect. Cyrus is not someone I would expect. Well, Don Callis, he is not someone I would expect to go looking for that type of smoke. I don't expect it. However, I wouldn't have been surprised because I'm like, I didn't see Michael Nakazawa, you know, pulling up for the smoke. I didn't see Brandon Cutler pulling up for the smoke. Like, while it's it's a show of solidarity and it makes me believe, okay, well, shit, you know, everybody everybody over there is on the same page. It's also kind of fucking funny, like. You showed up with this? We should get on all y'all asses right now just for wasting my fucking time. But, neither here nor there. That group shows up. Now, by my count, the way I'm counting it, you've got CM Punk, Ace Steel, Pat Buck on one side. Because I'm assuming Pat Buck has a relation, more of a relationship with uh, CM Punk and Ace Steel than possibly, you know, the Shalit. But I don't know that to be the case. Then you have Kenny and the Jets, <laughs> Nakazawa, Brandon Cutler. Kenny! Kenny and the Jets! Kenny and the Jets! I can't yeah, unhear it, it now. Yeah, you, you can't unhear it. It's, it's over. So Kenny, Matt, Nick, Nakazawa, Cutler. Cutler. Silk there, Fiend uh, there, Mama there, P there. Yeah, and then Christopher Daniels. That's the other one's like, damn, where he come from? Now, like, is he a coach just trying to mediate, trying to get to separate this shit? Or did he go in there to try to check somebody too? But it's it's almost it's 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 almost ten people involved and more of them are on one side than the other. So I'm out, I'm already outnumbered. So if you pull up on me and I'm outnumbered, I'm already defensive, right? Or is, would that be a fair assumption? I, I'll take it. Okay, me, me and you out somewhere and five people roll up on us. Uh, you've already cut down my listening by 30%. Because <laughs> the way you pulled up on me. Yep. Like, if you pulled up on me like that, obviously we're not here to, to plan out the menu for the bake sale. So what the fuck is up? And then you start getting a different posture. Now this man has lost blood. He's been fighting. Apparently he might have torn a, a pectoral muscle or a bicep in the match. If he didn't do it there, he did it going upside a motherfucker's head. <laughs> what? Okay. He put the energy out there. If you if you have a problem with it, come see about me. Once you take the responsibility of going to see about him, whatever happens after that is on you. Mm-hmm. So apparently altercation broke out we don't know who swung first apparently uh matt jackson nick jackson may have taken the worst of whatever whether it was from a punch or from a thrown chair i'll say i'll say one thing for certain there's a lot of jokes going around about a steel potentially biting kenny omega or pulling hair but hey you can't judge somebody for the way that they engage in self-defense it's all part of how they were brought up Period. Number number one, two. So, if, so you're, if, you, if, if you're outnumbered, all bets are off. There's no such yeah. thing as dirty as fighting dirty. There are no rules in a fight. I, I'm just happy to hear people were actually fighting. 
Yeah, like I'm. Yeah, like this is refreshing for me. Like, okay, y'all had a scrap. Okay, cool. Everybody good. All right, let's do it. Now, then, at, then there's this other part. If A Steel's wife is in the room and y'all are still trying to escalate this to a physical altercation or just bringing a whole lot of testosterone-driven male energy in the room, everybody, making, everybody's out of line for that. If that's true, everybody, everybody out of line, and she's injured. So now it's like my fight or flight has gone up times two. Because now not only am I, I'm addressed. I'm next to my best friend. Which that sounds weird, even dealing with CM Punk, but that's a different story. This is my friend I'm with. I have his back. It's at least five of y'all that's going to that want to do him harm behind some shit he done said, or because of some some truths that he made public that probably they didn't want public. So now we in fight mode already, and now my wife is in here listening to this shit. Now, if you've ever if you've seen Drink Champs with Two Chains, Two Chains let let people in on a part of the male psyche that not everybody has if you try me in front of my mama my wife or my daughter I gotta get you <laughs> cause I'm the one protecting them from people like you if you tr if, if we out and it's just me and we get into some shit maybe we can hash this shit out and figure it out and kind of work up for, towards a more amicable situation. You pull up on me and try me with the women in my life in tow, you gotta get everything they came for. Now I'm gonna become the aggressor. I might rob you. Because one thing you will not do, you will not under any circumstances disrupt their view of me you just won't <laughs> it's funny how you, how you use 2 chains as an example I remind you of a song that he had with YG where he said I'm just trying to make my mama proud facts I don't now, know I don't know many people um, I, I've, I've had a spell or two of my mother my mother and I have a very dynamic relationship but I love my mother dearly and you you say it best Suave you said it better than anybody <laughs> <laughs> I be I be got I be doggone <laughs> I'm gonna disappoint my precious mama do you do you know how fucked up that car ride is if you get your ass handed to you while your mama was there there was a meme that floated around and we're going to talk about this pay-per-view too or this premium live event too the WWE shit well, there was a meme after uh, after Rey Mysterio got lariated by his son where it said the, it had Goofy and Goofy's son in the car and it, it was the ride home and Goofy was meme bugging the son was was, was called like uh, cowered down in the passenger seat mm -hmm. that's that awkward ass ride no music yeah none windows rolled up AC not on it's summertime. None. Like, none. <laughs> none whatsoever. Like, no. So, but that that physical altercation occurred. Apparently, Nick Jackson, I've, I've heard, was given a black eye. I heard was not completely out. I don't know which, which from which, because they say <laughs> the word is that Ace Steel was not only pulling hair and biting, but he was also throwing chairs and someone got a black eye, someone got knocked out. First of all, that's just another weekend in a Dallas club in the early 2000s. 
this is this is not alarming behavior for me. Maybe that just means, hey, we've been in some shit, probably been exposed to a little bit more than we should have, but fuck it. This is no, nothing about what was explained to me about this fight was anything that hadn't happened on a dance floor or a fucking VIP section of a Dallas nightclub any time since the year 2000. Nothing. <laughs> Hell, some restaurants. I, I vaguely remember something about a Humperdinks getting shut down in a very similar manner. Wasn't there. Heard about it, though. So... This, this, this outrage that all of this turned physical, for one, I don't understand. Because <clears throat> I brought, <coughs> oh shit, it's, it's funny that like after all of this, I guess everybody was separated and, and medical attention and da, 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 da. But then I heard police reports were being filed and I say, who the fuck called the police? Which made me which made me ask publicly, are we calling the police every time there's a fist fight at, at NFL training camp with either two teammates or two people from opposing teams? If they get into an on-field scrap or they get into a fight in the locker room, are we calling the police for that too? To which I was met with, well, this this is theater. That's where that comes from. I was met with, this is theater. This ain't football. So why are we comparing that? So I would like to let you know how I got the comparison. I, I just don't. The, the circle, right? Uh-huh. If you've ever been involved in a team environment, it doesn't necessarily mean for organized sports, but a, a group environment where you have a band of brothers uh, and I throw that in quotation marks because family ain't always blood, blood ain't always family. Right. A disagreement or a grievance is usually invited to a circle if it gets to a certain point. No one is just invited to the circle. You are demanded, you are encouraged, you are pushed into the circle. Circle, square, cross this line. And when it's over, it's there in the circle. Not when you, you step away you, from the circle. It's done. Yeah, you leave it there. It never happened. So, here, one thing that I'm appreciative of is that there's no footage. Ah, uh, Brandon Color might have some. <laughs> that was a pretty funny joke. <laughs> yeah, but, I, uh, but I thought somebody was being dead ass serious when they said it, and I had the most like, what the fuck are you talking about, ass look? <laughs> Now, as a joke, hilarious. But if you really thought Brandon Cutler showed up with them to film, I I would dare say in that type of environment that face mask came off. You ain't that goddamn stupid. Could be, but no. See, my reasoning for saying, you know, using the NFL locker room, I said, okay, this is this not an athletic is this not an athletic setting of a locker room with you know testosterone driven athletes? Is this not a sit and Okay, take it a step further. Tony Khan is part owner of is is, is works for who? Besides A, he owns AEW. But who's he work for? He works for his father. Who's his? What does his father own? Shock Shock Khan is the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, which is a National Football League franchise. Team, right? Yes, franchise. So 
Locker room fights, I'm sure, because it's at the NFL. Shit happens. Locker room fights are something that has have at least crossed Tony Khan's ears before, right? Oh, Working no, in the NFL? No doubt. So, this is where my comparison comes from. Like, this, this is an actual, this is a sport. Well, we're giving the illusion that this is a sport. It, it mirrors, it either mirrors or imitates combat sports. There's no better comparison for a pro wrestling locker room than a pro sports locker room. Whether it be NHL, NFL, NBA, MLS, MLB, whatever the case. Oh, he also owns Fulham FC too, a Premier League uh, football club over in the UK. Now, you want to talk about a circle, a an unwritten code? Keep talking. Let's talk about that. But continue. It just like that was one of those things. Like, okay, how is it that you don't understand that this is these are, these things are one and the same? That's where you you find the conduct from. So, if people inside the locker room have an issue with each other. Let them work, give them the opportunity to be adult enough to work it out by whatever means that may be. If someone has to get knocked unconscious for the shit to work, fine. Did okay, take it a step further. Vince McMahon did all but get knocked out unconscious on camera by Bret Hart, never called the police. You know why? Because those were adults hashing out their differences. Vince McMahon knew he did some shit that he probably shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Did it for the protection of his own company brand, but he also realized that came with consequences. So I accept my consequences, and I'm going to keep it pushing. Simply put, like, when do we get to draw it up fucking police reports and pointing fingers? Like, what are we doing? <laughs> You're playing with people's freedom. Because here's one thing I do you? know. <laughs> yeah, who raised you? Shout out to TK Kirkland. Because one thing I do know, Punk ain't calling the police on nobody in Chicago. He doesn't have to. His police force that don't clock in. If it's like that, for as much goodwill campaigning as he's been doing in Chicago his whole life, I'm pretty sure he has access to enough people that will act as his security detail with my air quotes way up high. So which one of you people who initiated the altercation altercation to begin with decided to file a police report? Whose bright idea was that? I know Tony Khan didn't do it. I'm wondering if uh, I'm wondering if Ace Steele's wife wasn't the one that called the police. Now, if that's the case. You just gotta have a you just gotta have a talk with your old lady when you get to the house. Hey, hey, hey just you know, let we don't do that. Or maybe they do. You know, just for me, for me, it's some weird shit. Super weird, super weird. Like, I, that's super superbly weird. <laughs> just I, that is it's a possibility swear it is i won't i won't just say oh no she didn't call the law she could have because if she if she's not a wrestler she can be married to one doesn't mean that does still by proxy does not make her one so if she feels uncomfortable and she thinks shit is just completely out of hand her husband and her husband's friend are outnumbered a lot of guys just came in and tried to start some shit i can see where that would go 
if she's just like, fuck this, I'm not a wrestler, I don't have to abide by your code, fuck your code. I'm calling the law, because that's what some people do. Some people like to call the law. But if there's anybody other than her to call them, I'm about to look at you a little strange going forward. It's a lot. It's a whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a whole, it's a whole lot. But then there's there was a whole lot of uh, you gotta you gotta bring us up to speed on all these different stories that came out during the day. What today? Yes. So. First, let's let's back up. Last week we talked about the uh, the requested release of Malachi Black, and uh, and according to a couple of different sources, we won't name them because we don't like them. Um, he has been conditionally granted his release. I'm interested to know the terms of this of this release. Naturally, of course, I added with this story is the fact that he can't he can't return to WWE. Dumbasses a no compete clause. I'm sure it's 90 days at minimum. So even if he can, we're still looking at like three months out from that happening. Uh, other stories were uh, what would happen to uh, the EVPs and CM Punk. Well, first off, it, it, it was noted that CM Punk was injured in this fight. Then it came out earlier or later in the evening that a tope during the match, tope suicida, a dive onto Moxley is what tore his either bicep or pec during the match. Either way. He has to have major surgery again, not, not able to defend his title again, which either way, even if he wasn't hurt, would have been perennially uh, suspended. Dive, the, fuego, dive. The trio's titles that were earmarked for Kenny Omega's return have also been stripped from the uh, from the from the Sheik, and new champions were crowned. In the uh, in the the name of the dark, I'm sorry, the uh, death triangle. So your winners, your second set of a AEW trios champions, dark death triangle, it, craziness. Um, that's how the show started on Dynamite. Is with that. Um, where else are we going with this? Uh, suspension. Uh, oh. Other people oh. in the back have also been suspended, and no, without actual proof of this, words are uh, uh, a steel. Brandon Cutler uh, it was another name. I mean, there was another name back there too. Um, Everybody who I just named that, was, that made up that ten, except for a steel's wife, all suspended. So, Kenny and the Jets, uh, Nakamura. I mean, not Nakamura, <laughs> Nakazawa. <laughs> Shit, some Shinsuke. I'm sorry, Nakazawa, <laughs> um, Pat Buck. Uh, who am I missing? Cutler. Yeah, all, all everybody was back there. Everybody they got na they got named out as a part of the altercation. Whether you were, and apparently that that means you're not a mediator, and you're not trying to separate it. You're actually in the altercation to end up suspended. So that means. All nine or ten of these people picked a side. So did you do like Survivor Series four on four? Or was it like seven on three? It was like a, how, it, it was a tag team match where the winners went one on one with the Undertaker. You go one on one with vacation time. <laughs> well that works too. Um Sports Illustrated SI.com picked up the story. ESPN.com picked up the story. 
this is where it went off the it went off the rails because people who hadn't watched AEW in quite some time, uh, casual fans as they would be, uh, they were texting me about this story, asking me if I had seen anything all day. Um, people who don't comment on Facebook regularly were commenting on Facebook about this all day. Twitter is nuts. Shouts out to WWE Vacant because he acted a fool when this announcement came out. As he should have. <laughs> as he should or have. Or she, whoever whoever it may be. As, as they should have. Non-binary. Hell, they're ones and zeros. We... Yeah. Uh, All of that. All of that. It was, it, did we miss anything? Um, if we're gonna call wrestling theater, then everybody needs Screen Actor Guild cards. Shouts out. Shout out to Freddie Prince Jr. He's supposed to be making, making that happen here real soon. Um, well, Andrew Yang, we're still waiting. Yang Yang, <laughs> <laughs> Yang Gang, pull up and start. I mean, I need everybody served because this is this ain't what this is. Like, if it's gonna be wrestling where there's the the element of danger, well, there's an element of danger in front of the camera. And then there's just the regular old element of danger when you're dealing with, you know, hot, you know, uh, a competitive environment. For those of you that have actually been in a locker room setting and know that, hey, sometimes can go, sometimes things can go left of center. And just know at the end of the day, once you hash that out, everybody can come back together and keep getting money. Bobby, we just had a story on here last week. Bobby Fish said him and him and Uncle Dax. Had some shit that happened out like in the ring. They didn't agree about it. Went back, had some beef about it. Still feel some type of way. But both Bobby Fish vowed to be 100% professional when they're doing their job. It's not rocket science. If you're an adult, you can handle it. Speaking of Bobby Fish, there's words uh, words I've seen in the last few days that state that Bobby Fish wants to run an MMA fade on Punk. That Now see that right there? That's money. That's genius. That's money. They're the same weight class, legitimately. Now, what did, what did I put? I sent you a text and I said it was uh, it was genius, but it was also incredibly pick me ish. <laughs> it was like a big a big egg roll of pick me. Well, it, he he is haphazardly part of the Shelit because they do go back some years. But he also ain't got no job there anymore. So how Shelit can he be? Well, he can be as outside as he wants to be because he he has the same platform that we have. I said it's genius and pander all in one <laughs> egg roll of pick me. <laughs> you're, you're it's genius because hey, you are the same size. There's no reason you two can't have this fight. You're even close in age. There is absolutely no reason you two can't have this fight, other than CM Punk saying you've not, you're not on my level and you never have been, which would be a true statement. But it would be him, you know, ducking the fade too. And at the same time, because this is such a hot news story and you have a podcast, you challenging him to a fight makes all the sense in the world. Because if he accepts, you're instantly famous, more famous <laughs> or famous er, however you want to put it. Not to be confused with Puerto Rican famous. And if he doesn't respond, now you have weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks of content where you can call him out and say he won't respond. <laughs> you win either way. It's a it's a pick it's a pick me egg roll combo. It's the same it's the same energy Punk gave to Hangman Page uh, two weeks ago. The exact right. same energy. 
Come see about me. Oh, you not in the building? Oh, well, I can do whatever I want to do you, now. You fucking coward. <laughs> you fucking coward. Because you because you decided to throw rocks at a man who's carrying a machine gun. Rest in peace, Roddy Piper. <laughs> with, which that's what I was planning to allude to. I was like, with the with the CM Punk Moxley match, you always got to try to figure out what Punk is trying to draw draw a parallel with. I was thinking he was trying to do it with um. Remember Piper and Piper and Hart from WrestleMania Eight, mm-hmm. where Piper's the brawler, but Bret Hart's the one who ended up bleeding. <laughs> they even did the like sleeper hold re- reverse spot, but it was it wasn't off the corner; it was just in like a it's like a, a third of the ring type thing. But that's what I was expecting them to try to at least throw in nuance of. But, I mean, you know, Mox is a bull in a china shop, so you're going to have to take what you can get. But, yeah, um, yeah, bro, you're not getting that fight. <laughs> there's no, there's no way, no reason whatsoever Tony Khan can't throw enough money at them for this. Can't. Let, let, let's go back to the greatness that was Saturday afternoon wrestling. Can we do that for a second? You know what? I think we need it. Because <laughs> there's so much, there's so many other slugs that need to be shot. Because like I watched a whole, you know what? I do need to get this off. I watched a whole lot of people prove to me something that I was told about about 10, 12 years ago. Shout out to Raku. He gave me this phrase. <clears throat> And I understood it back then, but I can see it now. The pussification of America. Yeah, bruh, bruh. I, I love the fact that that phrase, oh that, that, I love the fact that phrase is so transcendent because I I was saying it, people around me were saying it, and we didn't know we were saying it. So the fact that, and I know how far you and, and Raku go back, the fact that he's saying it, come on, man. Like, you don't have oh, to. No, they, you don't have to he, be a wordsmith <laughs> to have to, to share a sentiment. He would have that phrase with a cup of coffee, first thing in the morning. So it's like, because you would you see how people are acting. Like everyone has this air. You know what? Lil Baby said it in a verse. I don't can't quote you the song. I just happen to hear it in passing. But the line is a is a much more broken down version. of The same thing. But he's saying. Everybody a killer till something happened. <laughs> we live in this social media era where everybody is the toughest motherfucker breathing behind that keyboard until you until you approach them with some options. Everybody's a killer till something happened. Everybody got bad intentions until somebody really got bad intentions. Until the conver- until the fingers pointed at you, you got smoke for everything. I'm of the and, I'm of the book of uh, the, the book of Shakur that states, "I ain't a killer, but don't push but don't push me." Hell, on some days I'll even be a little Jackie Moon. Everybody love everybody. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just 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 hey, if you gonna come, I saw another one. I actually shared this one on Facebook. Shout out to Maximus Lee. So he posted a status that said, stop playing chicken with people that aren't afraid. 
And for those of you who do not know what Plain Chicken is, if you've ever seen the first Back to the Future movie, where Biff Tanner is driving directly towards Marty McFly, and they are on a collision course, and it's just got to be the first person to blink. So either, either you're going you're either going to be bullheaded enough to try to run through another car with your hatred or you're just going to you're going to detour and choose life. Basically, you choose life or you choose violence. Don't <laughs> do that with someone who, who give who gives no fucks about running into and through you. To which I added when I shared it, you're going to end up sauced, tossed, fried hard in the window with veggie sticks and ranch. <laughs> Stop playing chicken with people who are not afraid because we know what to do with people like that. But I, I've just seen a lot, a lot of very pussy energy and not the good kind. Just, just whole ass energy. That's like, we're, okay, I'll ask you this because I trust you more than anybody else I'd ask this question to. What is it that is making everyone say that this is all CM Punk's fault and he's the only one who should be held accountable for it? Because he's the outsider. He wasn't there from the beginning. He didn't start at that school. He was transferred into that school. He moved in from out of town. But when I got to this school, they put a name on the gym. When I got to this school, you motherfuckers didn't have new uniforms. Now you rocking the newest and freshest. No one said anything was wrong with my old uniforms. My shoes were squeaking just fine across that court. The stands were empty. But they were cheering for me. Who? Ain't nobody here. Whoever was there was cheering for me. But now, now that I'm here, the stands are full, and now you got D1 scouts looking at some of you goofy motherfuckers who otherwise would have been working at Lowe's. Did you forget about the time I dunked on three of the five players on the other team? Yes, because no one saw it. <laughs> Tree falling it's in the a, forest. <laughs> it's a fucking wives' tale. That's like Al Bundy's four touchdowns in one game at Polk High. You see where it got him? Selling shoes. <laughs> And not even the ones that you can resell for a lot of money. Oh my God. We talking 90 shoe program. <laughs> 23 hour lockdown. <laughs> like you gonna be mad at me for taking your baby and putting your baby on Star Search. This is gonna God as a God as a dated reference. This, but yes. This is gonna make this this recap for Clash of the Castle be so much easier because it's only half the matches. You ready to right. do this? I'm just I don't I don't I, I don't understand it I, I I'm I'm wrapped around that and I hate that we can't advance the show but I'm stuck on that because that that shit rubbed me the wrong way for like the last at least 24 36 hours well just I, I, there's I think there's more to come from this and we we need to save some of that energy for when when, when there's more because I, I'm not gonna go back it, I don't want it, this it, on me no more here, well here's a sneak preview it's heavy. We it's ain't, heavy. I we don't, I ain't don't talking know. shit next week. We this is you, you don't get this next week. Next week we going back to tournaments. We gonna we yeah. gonna get our we gonna get back in our bag for y'all. We know what we doing next week. This ain't yeah, it. I'm, yeah, I'm done with this. That's why I want to get it all out now. I don't want none of this shit to walk into September with me because this shit is trash. Like <laughs> this whole ass energy I've been seeing and having to deal with for the last man. Fuck all of y'all. <laughs> WWE Clash at the Castle took place this past Saturday at uh, in, in Cardiff, Wales, in front of sixty-two thousand plus. 
and you piss me off with words. I use words to cook your ass back. Then you come looking for a fight, get your <laughs> ass whooped, and call the law. But I'm the guy that needs to go home for good. The, the, Fuck you. The pre-show had the shortest match of the day. And God damn it, if, it, if this wasn't a phenomenal pre-show match, for, for it to be so short, Mad Cat Moss and the Street Profits taking on Austin Theory and the Alpha Academy. Montez Ford is a fool. That True. dude is so athletic. It is sickening. And the fact that, like, being being hype and being on drugs is a fine line. He's on the hype side. No, probably nowhere near the drug side. Cause if you if you're that high on life, the world could take a lesson from this man. This dude mimicked his opponent falling out while he was on the apron. His teammate knocked somebody on the ass and he he mimicked the opponent on this ass on the apron, bro. <laughs> Convulsing and everything. Hilarious. Uh Mad Cat Mall Street Profits walk away with the victory. I, man, just a phenomenal match. Uh hey, quick quick question, non CM Punk related. Talk to me. More athletic, uh, more athletic wrestler. Montez Ford, Sheldon Benjamin. Ooh. Um so this begs another conversation people akin the word athleticism to being able to be acrobatic Mm -hmm. and being agile right Shelton Benjamin is built like a fucking fullback and even though he's quicker than a hiccup he looks he looks slower than Montez Ford because Montez Ford is, is taller and slimmer then Shelton ah, Benjamin. That's a that's a misconception. Shelton is actually an inch taller. Really? That's yeah, a, I looked that's up, a, I looked up the measurables because I saw this posted and it was basically celebrating um celebrating Shelton's, you know, greatness. And I was I I said it was like, damn, he's the only one from that OVW class that never got them the heavyweight championship push. And um, you know, one one of our guys from the group put in the put in the um, comments he's like he thought Montez had surpassed him and I was like uh, I had to really think about it before I just jumped into a a back and forth or just jumped into a conversation about it. I had to really look at it and I'm I'm watching the the video package of Sheldon Benjamin highlights and I'm like this motherfucker is something serious but I had to look up his intangibles or look up his measurables he's 6'3 240 like Okay, to put it in context, he's four inches shorter than prime LeBron. Mm. Well, oh, nah, call it call it five because if he's six, Sheldon's six three. Let LeBron's six eight with his shoes off. Uh, yeah, so five inch difference, but same same body mass. That's doing crazy. the shit he does. That's fucking crazy. That's crazy. And on top of that, he's close to 15, 20 years older than Montez. Right. And then with the with the weight Montez has been putting on, you know, developing his physique, I think he's a lot closer to Shelton's weight. He just looks taller because, as you say, he has that swimmer's build. It's like, it's like the Randy Orton effect. The, I, I was Randy just about to say the comparison body-wise is Randy Orton. Because right. if you if you were to tell somebody Randy Orton was six six and then you looked at him in the ring, you'd be like, oh yeah, that seems right. Well, he he looked six six back when he was twenty two years old. He just was so thin by comparison. I right. never saw I never saw him filling out the way that he did 
uh, you know, just from, you know, age. And, but and Randy's 6'4 if he's a day old. Is he, though? Well, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, uh, we always got Google. <laughs> Go, do you Googles? Oh, 6'5. So, you're right. Yeah, so, but still, he, he looked like, you know, he looked every bit of that when he was slimmer. Now he just looks normal. Because, like, you put him up alongside, like, say, Drew McIntyre. Drew's a big right. boy too, and Drew had the, Drew had the same. Drew actually got gained more weight faster than Randy Orton did, but Drew had the exact same build as Randy. It's, you can call it the Randy Orton build, really, because the size that these cats are putting on is exponential to how they started. Like if you if you have a picture of like how it started, and how it's going, Randy Orton is, is the bar, and then you can just put other people like side by side next to him as they grow. Montez Ford, Drew McIntyre in that conversation. But right, but but who's more athletic? It's really it's really tough to say because Montez can get up, Shelton can move, and Shelton is a time tested amateur wrestler. So mm-hmm. so his movements are way more they're they're crisp, they're more crisp, they're more uh, deliberate, they're more intentional. He uh, actually wrestles more compact, so where that's why me saying that he was six three was a shock to you, because you never see him stand straight up. That's not that's not his wrestling style, even from him being a collegiate wrestler or a professional wrestler. He is always in that crouched, ready to pounce state. He doesn't stand straight up. He never gives you that type of leverage point. Yeah, let me do my googles to make sure. <laughs> I've been jamming. Height. Six two. Same okay, same same same. Bobby Lashley six three. Sheldon six two. MVP six three. Ron Killings is six two. Okay. So. And then one last check on Tez. Six one. So there's that. All right. Man, that's uh, I would love to see those two wrestle. I mean, is is Benjamin hurt? I, I'm I'm not certain. Cause I, I I'm still I, age aside, cause he doesn't look a bit of his age. I still think he needs a world title, uh, uh, the carry a world title before it's all said and done. He's worthy. I, I agree. At this point, I'm just like, damn, can we get a match with Brock and Saudi? Man. Can I can I get well, 20 minutes in Saudi with Brock? I wouldn't I, I would there. I would I wouldn't do that in Saudi because Saudi wouldn't appreciate it. You know where you can get that match appreciated at? Everywhere else. The Target Center. I mean, that's cool. I look, I'm not even saying like it has to be for a title. It has to be some huge feud or well-told story, even though I know the current regime is very much capable of it. I just want to see Sheldon get some type of shine. We're running out of time here. Who who would you put? Oh, there'd be a good like, one right there. Like you, like, like you remember we had that conversation about who would be Brock's next opponent because you know he's coming back at some point. And you said Drew and I said, fuck that. I don't want to see that again. 
Um, and then we were trying to come up with somebody, and I was like, uh, this doesn't work. This doesn't make sense. You don't do Strowman again, because Strowman might get knocked out for real this time. Oh, did anybody call the police when Brock Lesnar fired off a round on Braun Strowman? <laughs> In the ring? In the ring. <laughs> you hit me with a stiff knee. I tried to close your li- your eyes for good. This is this is the same. The police were not called. This is the same energy like when I was like seven, eight years old watching uh, Junkyard Dog versus Butch Reed and what was labeled as a ghetto street fight. So, so much theater. So much. Like theater. you're wearing uh, you're wearing blue jeans and, and, uh, and cowboy boots. Butch, we, Butch Reed was an actual cowboy, junkyard dogs from Louisiana, and these these dudes are going at it, tooth and nail, blood everywhere, and the only thing that you were missing were was a pistol and a knife, and you wonder why, where that was if this was a ghetto street fight, and they never saw it. The reason why you didn't see it, cops. <laughs> so people. <laughs> People, people living out live rounds, like or delivering live rounds on on in in in, in the mat. Like, come on, man! Like, it's the circle, bro. Like, <laughs> it's the, anyway, let's go back back onto this card. Uh, the the show starts off with Damage Control, which is uh, Bailey, Dakota Kai, Eo Sky versus uh, Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, and Oscar. Which Bianca? I didn't even think. I, go ahead. Not to cut you off, but I actually did it by accident. I didn't. When they named this this new faction, first I thought first I heard was control. Then we're rolling with damage control, and now I'm like, that's really fucking funny because now we have a faction, you know, that has control in the name, and we're cherry picking the control your narrative uh, federation. Just, just, yeah, just. This is one of those things that struck me as ha ha. <laughs> uh, B- B- Bianca Belair takes a clean pin from Bailey, middle of the ring, which is going to eventually set up a title match between Bailey and Bianca Belair. Triple team pin, but still. Yeah, Got whatever. Uh, for for the uh, I'm gonna beat the shit out your chest, chest Intercontinental Championship, Valter, the ring general. Ringing around, reforms Imperium. Uh, that was that was some cool shit. Yeah, and it was, so there's still one short, but for the most part, we have three fourths of Imperium now all on the main roster, defeating Sheamus. And uh, this, I don't know if this is going to set up a feud between Imperium and the uh, the Brawling Brutes, but Sheamus, Sheamus is earmarked for an Intercontinental Championship for what he calls what what's this the the Super Grand Slam? Is that what he call it? Is it? I think I think he I think he called it the super or referred to it as the super grand slam. Oh, uh, but he he loses the match. Uh, just the the most god awful lariat I've ever seen Sheamus take, and he sold it. And the crowd appreciated the entire match. Great freaking match. Great match. Uh, Liv Morgan defeats Shayna Baszler. I didn't agree with that, but Liv Morgan is there. There is a title, chicken shit heel. Where you do everything you can to get out of a match. When you get into the match, you win by the most dastardly way possible. This is Liv Morgan. Only problem is she's a face. Well, the days the days are ticking away until this shit's over. Because we we got well, I won't say we because I didn't ask for this, but the people who were clamoring for this got what they asked for, and did not realize that there was no plan. So now you have a championship reign, but no plan. 
no plan whatsoever. Right. How are they determining challengers? What what good things or bad things is the champion doing? What is memorable about this reign? Other than other than the fact that one of your chosen favorites of the internet wrestling community got to run with the ball. <laughs> we don't even know what the fucking play call is. You don't know if we're calling toss left, toss right, dive through the two hole, dive through the four hole. This is the equivalent of playing Tecmo Bowl and they have Cut a halfback counter a, and Bo Jackson randomly uh, randomly appears on any given team at any given time and you're always picking Bo Jackson like the team that you're always picking the random team that Bo Jackson pops up on this is Liv Morgan's run this is what y'all are doing Bo Jackson can score the first time he touches the ball I don't necessarily know if that's the same thing you know, I would label with Liv Morgan so far so I, good I, I would liken it to playing against Bo Jackson every time you choose a team <laughs> tomato tomato <laughs> like when the fuck did Bo Jackson play for the Giants <laughs> but it's it's rough it's rough bro like you nobody wants to sit here and criticize talent that's not what that's not even the 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 premise of this show like we're we're about the creative we're about the business now if somebody does something stupid I mean we'll talk about it but like lambasting talent's not our thing. That's not you got to go somewhere else for that. I will ask though, what the fuck are we doing? Like, what's the point? What's the play here? What what are we trying to achieve? At the end of this Liv Morgan title run, we want Liv Morgan to be fill in the blank. During this title run, we want to achieve blank fill in the blank or when she loses it's just going to be blank <laughs> just a, a three four month period in time that no one can recollect because nothing happened of any significance just uh, it Edge and Ray Mysterio with Dominic on the outside versus Judgment Day, Finn Balor and Damian Priest with uh, Damian with uh, Dominic Mysterio's uh, master on the outside, Rhea Ripley. Uh, Dominic aids in the trip that causes a, uh, the, the pinfall on Finn Balor, and then Dominic kicks uh, Edge in the ding ding, and then gives Ray Mysterio a lariat and walks out, and then ends up joining Judgment Day on Monday Night Raw. We knew this was coming; we just didn't know when it was going to happen. But the guy they walked this dog too long. They walked the dog a little longer than I think anybody had plans on them walking it. But I will say Dominic played his part well. Like he sat down on that clothesline, and he made sure to get get edge square between the uprights so he did what he needed to do so I, I good job Dominic <laughs> yeah. now, I, I don't like that they gave him the Bennigan's manager valet suit like that, that's the only shit they could find for him to put on like that's it we known this turn was coming for how long and all we had for him when it was time was you know, some Gorilla Glue hair hair gel, and yeah, a, a all black valet suit. Get you get a black dress shirt, black pants, and black vest. You look like the Baron Corbin starter kit. <laughs> it'll get it, it'll get better. It'll get better. I got I got faith in you. 
He got uh, too much drip in the closet at home. Like, I know he's going to dress better. I know it. And then, I mean, th- this whole underfickers gimmick that the uh, the Judgment Day is pulling off. Like, you know, I, like, I get it. Like, it's cool. But, like, expand. It would have it w- it made more sense if Edge was still a part of it. This is absolutely factual. And I don't agree with the purple. The red would have been way better with them. Look, you can't bang red when the bloodline is already got. This is very, very. Y'all got to start learning how, and that I, I have figured out that does make other acts pop. When you choose a signature color that isn't being occupied by anyone else, like you could, especially like with with major factions, you know, you know the NWO for black and white, you yep. know DX for black and green, you know Broken Broken Missile BC for green and black, D- things like this, you know uh, the bloodline. Black and red, you know, you know, uh, mid '90s Undertaker, black with purple. You know, early '90s Undertaker, black with gray. You know, late '90s Undertaker, all black. Stone Cold Steve Austin, black head to toe. Like stuff like this matters. You know, the New Day because they're gonna have a color palette on. Heart Foundation, black and pink. Black and pink, yep. I mean, these are all things that go into theater. That's the theater part of this. You know, color combinations, um, you know, whatever type of shit you're going to put in your hair, uh, you know, oiling up so the light hits you at a certain angle or whatever. That's the theater part. You still have to execute physical duties. There's still activities that you have to, you have to execute. There's a job that has to be done. Heavy lifting, manual labor. And then there's that. <laughs> uh, Seth freaking Rollins versus Matt Riddle. Uh, perfect, perfect uh, comeback for Seth. We talked about this last week. Uh, how Seth Rollins has not had a win in recent pay-per-views. We were right. way off. That man prior to Saturday hadn't had a pay-per-view win in all in about a month longer than the Usos have been tag team champions. Let that sit for a second. Wait, but I thought he beat uh, Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble by, by DQ or some shit. Pinfall victory. Hey, a win is a win. <laughs> Especially when it's against our tribal chief. You got to take the motherfuckers where they come because they don't come often. That There's that too. And then finally, Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. We had a bunch of cameos in this match. Uh, mm-hmm. Your tribal chief head of the table. This is your daily acknowledgement. Boy, I'm sorry. <laughs> Jumping the gun here. This is your daily acknowledgement. And, and and may I add, coming into this match, uh, a whole lot of fucking gang shit. Austin Theory came out and decided he wanted to try his hand to cash in the Money in the Bank briefcase and got his ass knocked out by Tyson Fury. Who I was, was that wondering ring- what Tyson Fury was going to do. Who was at ringside, by the way. The Usos, mm. for reasons beyond our control, were not in the UK, but I can tell you who did show up. Solo Sokoa. Gang. A whole lot of fucking gang shit. You're, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're a winner and still undisputed champion, undisputed universal champion, Roman Reigns, tribal chief, head of the table. Your Acknowledge him. Just acknowledge him. And they had your WWE Grand Champion, Grand Champ, Grand Champ status. 
We need an all gold belt for the grand champ. Stop, stop this shit by. Oh, each each show needs a champion. Each show has a champion. They're both Roman Reigns. Then Bobby Lashley's the stand-in on Mondays. Mm, mm, mm. Well, uh, no, I don't know why y'all be trying to mess shit up. Like, <laughs> we be having shit going good, and then here you go reaching your grub ass hands in here. Ooh, ooh, what if we just move this around? Bitch, get back. Trying to touch some shit that ain't nobody asked you to put your jank ass hands on. You have no, you have nobody certifications to be touching this. You don't even know how it works. But you got your hands all over the controls. Move. <laughs> Move. Back up. <laughs> Yo, we've uh, we we've exhausted way too much energy walking this dog backwards from this weekend. We we've been we've been run hot. We've I, been I, run hot I, with whole shit. I think I think we did a good job maintaining our composure, maintaining our professionalism. You know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah, for this this toxic <laughs> this toxic environment that everybody's having to deal with. This 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 show is the equivalent of being told grand rising by someone who's woke. Bruh, <laughs> you don't want to hear it ever. Show broken pistol bc.com. Show broken pistol bc.com. Broken pistol bc at gmail.com. That's at broken pistol bc on all things social. So that's at broken pistol bc on what? Everything. 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 Man, we we're done. Fuck this. We're we're done. Any any more time spent is going to take us back to the beginning of this show. We are not doing a sandwich scrum with punk paws. Uh, Suave, take us to the fucking house. Man just wanted to eat some pastries, drink some sparkling water. Like, what's the problem? I, I'm really curious on that bakery. I'm really curious. See, see, now he's done his job. Well, I was curious because the fact that he was smacking me, just, ugh. Hey, look, look. Hey, it's still after a, it's still athletic a contest, anyone who's played a sport at any level knows that after the sporting event, there's usually box lunches there for everyone. There's catering. So once in football games, they finish, shower, get dressed, do their press press um, obligations. There's usually food for them to take wherever they're traveling. If it's a home game, the bus back to the facility, or if you're going for the bu- from the bus to the airport, jet back to y- your point of origin. <laughs> it happens. So if we just happen to go, maybe we'll get some catering. But that man didn't do nothing. <laughs> that man ain't did shit to nobody, but defend himself, and he's the problem. There's that. <laughs> you see this shit? Standing your ground just ain't the shit. You just ain't. You, just, you can't stand your ground, and, and you certainly can't bring the fight to nobody's house. These, these are folks that clear, like, clearly, with the exception of Punk, don't have true real friends. A Steel is, is a real friend. We just found that out. This is true. I, I like A Steel more already. I like A Steel from that promo from last week because he dropped the F bomb and nobody heard it. <laughs> Bro, did he did he not have the greatest week of someone you had never seen before? <laughs> this, I get to cut a dope ass promo, drop an F bomb, then I get into a fight with the court with the people who are supposed to be in charge of my job, and I smash at least two of them. <laughs> Treat them like bitches. Like you, <laughs> when 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 you your credibility as a coach rise on the fact of how credible you were as a performer. But typically, coaches are the ones that get outside. Shout out to the hustler Rip Rogers, uh, uh, Skandor Agbar, rest in peace. The general, 
there, I mean, there were some people who were who were synonymous. Uh, what's my man, Bob Roop? Oh man, there, have you? I keep. We, I've mentioned this before. Have you ever seen the training video for, with Bob Roop? Uh, I don't believe I have, but I, all I will the co- all the OG coaches from that era, they're not finna fuck around with you. They just assume break your leg as they teach you how to lock up. <laughs> go back so when, and next time you go wormholing on 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 the cat. Watch uh, <laughs> some shit I'll never do. <laughs> Bob Roop uh, was being com- <laughs> commentated by uh, David Crockett, and uh, he uh, he he refers to him as having a straight face, like like a poker face through the entire match. So like the wrestlers trying to hold, he's no selling everything and has a poker face the entire time. It is hilarious, uh, <laughs> man. Uh, take us to the house, Wav. <sighs> Pencil pushers, heads up. Pencils down. 